And he's like, no, it said Rick. And they're like, yeah, so it said like Rick. <laughs> no, it said Rick. <laughs> God damn it. Every time. I just got it. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> it's like, okay, Rick, whatever you say. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you say. Rick Wilson with another touchdown. I said. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Foot Fools podcast. I'm your friend Richard Yan, and joining me, as always, is your friend Sean Cipher. We're going to be going over week 13 um, on today's show, and we're going to give you a preview of week 14 here. But first, as always, Sean, how are you doing? And what are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, week two of the job in the books. It's been. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a little little slow, but is what it is. I've got a job. That's the fucking you know, that's the news to take away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, very much congrats. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I've also um been having a great time because I have been fucking addicted to Path of Exile the last week or so. Ooh. Um, I, I really like that game, dude. I, I got back into it cause I had like, I hadn't played in like years. And then, mm-hmm. um, my friend D was just like, yo, you want to, you want to give it another shot? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, fuck it. And why not? <clears throat> right. Why not? Yeah. And then I put damn near every single free hour I had into it this last week. <laughs> I get that. I'm, I'm like that with, um, I've been playing Teamfight Tactics recently because mm-hmm. uh, like a new set came out and I, I heard it was like, oh, this one's actually pretty good. I'm like, oh, and I tried it. And now I'm like playing every single day. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like I haven't just been like smashed into a game in a long time where I'm just playing and yes. playing and playing. Mm-hmm. And then this one just fucking got me for some reason. It's pretty good. Well, it sounds like that one got you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and as for, yeah, so as for what I'm drinking, mm-hmm. it's my classic, drinking some eggnog. Hell yeah. Because it's goddamn December, bitches. <laughs> it's eggnog season. Well, you've been drinking eggnog since, since the very beginning. Yeah. Because I do my holidays right. <laughs> eggnog, when rest you of season. O- October, you started eggnog. Yeah, I think as soon as I found it in the store in the last week of October, I was like, all right, <laughs> we're done. Good enough for me. Yeah. Eggnog, rest That's of the season. That's awesome. <laughs> Eggnog, rest of the season? Um, how about you, man? How you doing? What you drinking? I'm pretty good. Um, we're doing the last month of our apartment uh, set up here. And um, I'm drinking a Blue Moon light sky uh one of my favorites for the past forever it's just like a lighter which is also one of my and yeah hopefully (laughs) the girlfriend and i have our apartment done by the end of the year or else we might explode i was gonna say i feel like you've been saying this is the last week for uh many weeks now (laughs) well we keep like adding first of all it keeps going slower than we expect and we also keep like adding stuff Mm -hmm. to do you know. Oh yeah. It's cuz it's not just setting up an apartment 
per se. It's like also finding out what we like in a home. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's never Which as is... simple as just like put our stuff together. It's also like, hey, that table is actually getting kind of old. Right. Let's get a new one. Or when are we going to pick it up? Who's going to assemble it? That's going to take a whole afternoon. Also, our, our apartment is slanted, so we have to level everything, which has been an absolute nightmare. Wait, for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because mm -hmm. you're on that, that like, super fucking yeah, steep Yeah, our hole. house was built in 19... No, 1893. Jeez. And we're on, we're on the third floor. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the slant has made our our time here. A night. Um, but anyways... Michael Thomas would feel at home. <laughs> Why? Because he's tilted? Oh, because he's slant boy. Oh, right. He's slant boy. <laughs> Our floor actually is Michael Thomas. <clears throat> Almost just got it knocked through my nose. That would hurt. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, Michael Thomas is the only uh, player drafted in the first round. Or the second uh -huh. round. Sorry. The second round. Who uh -huh. is actually that draft's Mr. Irrelevant. What? Mm-hmm. Because his ass didn't play this year. He's irrelevant. Hey. hey. I don't know why I'm throwing so much shade at Michael Thomas. He won me a fucking championship one year. He's a great player. You know, Has he won you a championship this year? No. Nope. You know what it is? I'm talking all this shit because I'm hoping someone passes it along to him. He starts a Twitter beef with me. Mm -hmm. And I get some followers that way. Or he, like, gets back on the field. Mm hmm. Exactly. And so I, we know I pull the wool over his very... eyes and I'm like, oh, guess who's on my dynasty roster, idiot. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, he gets a flag. Fuck. <laughs> I got played. <laughs> they played us like a damn fiddle. The Fantasy Football podcast are the number one podcast among NFL players and coaches. That's true. I'll tell you. John Harbaugh called me up and was like, Sean, love the cop, love the podcast. Fuck the Steelers. Get me some more souls. <laughs> uh, for, for context, one one day we were playing Madden, Sean and I, and John Harbaugh, like in that particular Madden, John Harbaugh's like avatar was just his eyes were just really like demon like. Yeah, it's like they and... didn't they didn't like um render his like top eyelids almost. Yeah. <laughs> it just looked like a demon and we've been calling him a, a soul eater ever since. <laughs> One of us will um, like score a touchdown on the Ravens and we'll just be like, "No, my soul. My souls." <laughs> uh clearly not enough souls this week cuz Lamar Jackson had is the worst game in his career. We'll get to that in a bit. At least for um, fantasy, right? Yeah, probably for NFL, too. Okay, before we get to football, mm -hmm. we need our quick question of the day. You ready, ah. Sean? This is from... Oh, I like that. Uh, this... <laughs> oh, it keeps going. Is that the <laughs> now it sounds a little metal. <laughs> gonna ask you, gonna ask you a quick question. <laughs> Estimation. 
as as Rammstein so eloquently put it. Um, we <laughs> this is from the board rules. game. <laughs> this is from the Wits and Wagers board game. It's an estimation question. The rule is we're gonna try to get it as close as we can without going over. All right, Sean, you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've not seen the question or the answer until now. So, how many members does an average Pride of Lions have? How many members does an average pride of lions have? Mm, this is tough because I feel like it's only nature documentaries that give me any sense of this question. They're pretty large, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but like, what is pretty large? Like, is 20 pretty large? I'll tell you what. Or is like 50 pretty large? I'll throw my number out first, and maybe okay. that'll clue you in a little bit. I'm going to say 40. 40? 40. Oh my god, 40? Mm-hmm. Wow, you sound very confident about this, so maybe I should, <laughs> I should pick in the range. You just, just go uh, one. Just absolutely fucking dunk on me. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll go with my original first intuition, which is 13. 13, huh? Yeah. Dude, mm -hmm. all right, if you just fucking nail this on the head... I'm going to be sounding like an idiot. <laughs> now, fake it till you make it, you know? Yeah, exactly. But if you get it right, then you're a genius. Yeah, exactly. But if it's 39, you're still an idiot. It's just a fucking dumb, smooth fucking idiot. <laughs> so goddamn um, aerodynamic. <laughs> The brain, the brain, your brain is used in race cars and jet planes. I don't need a helmet. Okay. Uh, sadly, we have to stop talking about smooth brains and start talking about uh, week 13. Sean, how was your week 13? Because mine was pretty terrible with all the injuries that we're about to cover. Um, it seems like. It seems like there's no, I was reading an article about this and we were talking about it before the show. There's no like set and forget players anymore in fantasy. Like everyone's either really injured all the time or really up and down all the time. Yeah, I think like, I think, I don't know. Has there been someone who's had no bad games? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, Devonte Adams is probably the closest you're gonna get. Oh um, yeah, Devonte is a good one. Maybe Cooper. No one, no one has like is just re like has good games all around every single game except Devonte Adams last season. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it's pretty crazy. Cooper Cup even has been kind of up and down lately, right? Actually, I just pulled him up in PPR. Like literally, I grabbed him from under my desk and was like. Cooper, get up here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I pulled his stats up, and he's had only one game this season that's like a a, a bad game. And it was week hmm. four. He had eleven fantasy points in PPR. His next lowest wow. is sixteen. Like, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, Christ, all fucking mighty. This year, Stefan Diggs, man. Yeah. Let's get into the injuries, though. Uh, starting with running backs, uh, every single running back in the league is injured. All of them. Um, that's it. Dead. There's no more running thing. back position. <laughs> Decapitated. They've enlisted. <laughs> They've enlisted me and Sean. 
to play running back, and we have uh, refused. Yep. I have refused. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, okay, starting with I the said, big I one. I bet. And then they just showed me a picture of Aaron Donald, and I said, I right, never mind. Mine. <laughs> never mind. Uh, the big one, Christian McCaffrey, done for the year with a left ankle sprain. Oh, what a what a disappointing season mm. for McCaffrey, right? And I think the big conversation here is like, where do we draft him next year? Like he was the consensus 101. After having a rocky injury season last season, this coming into this draft, he was the consensus 101. Um, everyone and their mothers knew draft Christian McCaffrey first. Um, if you want to get cheeky, you can draft Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry or whatever, but like he was chalk 101. There was no debate. Now it's like, is he still top five? Is he still top five running back? Um, I think he's definitely still top five running back, but top five overall? Uh, I don't know. All right. I'm going to say something that okay. might, I don't know, the listeners might be like, what? <laughs> I think he's still top three minimum and i think he's still absolutely um arguable for first place wow yeah why why first but top three makes sense but why first place um because injuries are just they're they're random they can happen to anyone they um they're going to happen to every running back granted I'm upset about this, right? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. it sucks. It sucks to get burned two years in a row by CMC. But right. when he's on the field, he's the best player in fantasy football. He regularly puts up, like, QB1 numbers, you know? Um, And it's disappointing, and it hurts. You know, it really does. But, I mean, if we... If we just go, okay, um, fantasy points per game, right? Mm-hmm. And this year, mm-hmm. he still finished three, six, eight. He's the RB8 in points per game, you know? And yeah. that's with Sam Darnold and Cam Newton, who have been lackluster, Not great. to say the least, you know? <laughs> to say the very least. Yeah. And, like... I really think that as painful as this is, next year we're going to be sitting here going, you know, like he's going to get the workload. He's going to get insane volume. And who do you take over him next year? Jonathan Taylor, maybe? Yeah, I think the the, the whisperings has been Jonathan Taylor locks 101. Yeah, and like, I get it. I totally do. But... We've also never had a repeat running back, except maybe Ladanian Tomlinson, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. At least not in my years of doing fantasy, which has been five years now, I think. Um, yeah. And so, like, we've never had someone repeat. So you can't just chalk Jonathan Taylor up to he's going to have, you know, the same exact stats next year we've only really seen it this year yeah and okay 
I'll concede. You can take Jonathan Taylor at number one overall. Fine. Who would you take over CMC at number two? Hmm. That's a good point. Right? Because you can't. Cook is equally injury prone. Cook's so if you're even gonna more take injury Cook, prone. Right. If so, if you're gonna take Cook, you might as well take McCaffrey. Right. And like Derrick Henry, we've learned is now not invincible. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he's getting up there in age. Like I get that he's a beast and and all that, but like he he's he broke out late, which means his window closes um, early on into his, into his days of relevance. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm I'm hard pressed to think of anyone else. Maybe DeAndre Swift. Um, that's that's an interesting one. I didn't expect to hear you say that. I I definitely think DeAndre Swift is capable of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be in the top half of the first round. Maybe number six. Right, just because of the offense that he's on. Yeah, people just, you know, people are going to be like, oh, he's injury prone. He's on the lines, you know, like. Yeah. <clears throat> But he's absolutely someone who has that talent to finish as a top six running back. Uh, unfortunate. Um, really sucks. But I think you're right. Yeah, I think he's still definitely in top three contention. Um, okay, so Zeke. Zeke Ali has a bone bruise. He's expected to play on Thursday. Uh, it's funny, though. The, the Cowboys play on Thursday, but they don't have a short week because they played last Thursday. So did the Saints. Um this doesn't seem like much news. Zeke will be Zeke. Uh, DeAndre Swift, shoulder sprain, out this week. Probably the next one, too. Um, I can't imagine they rush him back at all. Like, I would definitely take the longer end of whatever they're saying because, like, they're they're out of contention. Like, they're not. They don't care about winning. I would much rather, if I were the Lions, preserve Swift than anything else. Um Dalvin Cook, dislocated shoulder. A lot of shoulder injuries for Dalvin Cook. Um, Out two to three weeks. Probably going to be three. Um, This really, really sucks for Cook managers. And just going into the playoff hunt, um, if Dalvin Cook has gotten you into the playoff position, and now now, the ground suddenly falls out from under you and... Um, unless you have Alexander Madison, you <laughs> you have to scramble, and your team has gotten worse, and it won't it won't perform the same as when Cook was on it. Um, so we feel for you. Uh, we'll maybe we'll talk about some uh, waiver wire picks that could be good. I mean, we we talk about those every single week, and it, it's we we hope that this is. I think this is why over the off season we we've hammered on the point of depth. Um, very hard because these kind of things happen. I mean, this happens to CMC. This happens to Cook. Happened to Derrick Henry, and like no one's invincible in the NFL. It's a really rough sport. So depth is really necessary so that you the floor doesn't fall out from under you if someone like Dalvin Cook, your first pick, gets injured. Um, yeah, I wanna I wanna like touch on that really quick. I'm gonna make this yep. very quick, but um, I have a league where. I picked Zeke at number five, mm-hmm. and then I managed to basically trade trade a ton of uh, good waiver wire ads and like good players at opportune times to get mm-hmm. Najee Harris and CMC on my team. 
And you might be saying, Jesus fucking Christ. That's a fair reaction. <laughs> but now that CMC has gone down, I'm going, okay, I can roll out Najee and I can roll out Zeke. I realize most players won't have that luxury. But I also mm-hmm. have for running backs, guys that you definitely could have. Miles Gaskin, Javante Williams, Elijah Mitchell, and Miles Sanders. Sanders got dropped in my league. I picked him up. He'll come yeah. back. Could be depth for the rest of the year. Elijah Mitchell blew my fab week one. Um, or actually blew my waiver priority week one. And <laughs> he's been phenomenal. Miles Gaskin. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, Elijah Mitchell has been one of your best calls this season, Sean, because like, you were very adamant. And then the narrative was for Trey Sermon at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you were like, no, it's Elijah Mitchell. Like, and you were so sure. And we recommended everyone pick him up for a lot of fab because of it. And it's really paid off. Yeah, he's been fucking great this year. He's had almost like in in every game he's played where he's healthy. He's had almost 100 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. That's nuts, especially for a sixth round guy. You know, like he's got one, two, three, four games of 100 rushing yards. Yep. One game of 91. And then two games where he had pretty low numbers because he was hurt. And then one game where he left early. Yeah. Well, actually, three games where he left early. My bad. He's been great. And yeah, those last three guys I just named, Miles Gaskin, Elijah Mitchell, Javante Williams. Those are absolutely depth guys that you could have gotten off the waiver wire. that You could have gotten mm-hmm. rounds five or later. Five, six, seven, you know? And they could have been your third, your fourth running backs. And it's important to draft that depth. And CMC is now done for me for the year. And I'm going to absolutely miss him. But now I'm going to play Elijah Mitchell. And <laughs> I'm not going to have as big of a drop off as I would if I didn't have that depth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders has an ankle sprain considered week to week. Probably going to be out next week. Um, Which blows because they play the fucking Jets this week. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's rough. And um, Jordan Howard might be out too, right? It's Boston Scott left last man standing, potentially. Are you going to park your car on Boston Scott? <laughs> oh, no. That would really hurt for Boston Scott. That would be terrible for him. Don't do that. If you do, make sure you smart pack. Yeah, smart pack. Smart pack. Uh, Daryl Henderson has a quad strain. Consider it questionable. Definitely monitor this. Um, but it, if he's only questionable here, I think he should be fine. And JK, JD, JK, JD <laughs> McKissick has a neck injury and timeline is unknown. So Antonio Gibson season finally. Yeah. It really, really like, is. How healthy is Antonio Gibson? though um he appears to be back in full health um we haven't heard any more updates on um on his injury his shin fracture that's what it was i was trying to think of it um yeah and so it sounds like it's it's healed up and sounds like he's gonna be fine okay So, so start up your gibsons J.D. McKissick is, um, excuse me, 
JD McKissick was carted off. Mm. And um, according to his agent, he is mm-hmm. all good. But that's the quote. Yeah, that's the quote. But, I okay. mean, if you saw that injury, I, I was like, oh, he's fucking done. Like that's his, that's his season. That might be his career. Like it looked like a really, really bad neck injury. So as much as he might be all good, really keep an eye on this (laughs) because I can only imagine the agent here is like, nah, he's all good. Right. He's all good. He's, he can still talk. (laughs) Never playing football again, but he's all good. (laughs) Wait, Uh, what did you just say? Uh, he's all good. No, hold on. <laughs> That's all the time we have. Yeah. Ooh, gotta go. Uh, and last running back, Debo Samuel has a strained groin. Hey, wait Probably a minute. F- <laughs> 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 he had one reception this week. Really? And like, yeah, he had one reception, and like, he's uh, those of you who have Debo Samuel know that he did really well. And you can't do that well on one reception. Well, it's because he got a bunch of fucking rushing work. That's crazy. Um, so he has a strained strained groin. Um, probably from dad dicking everyone, says Sean in our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and out one to two weeks. Also with the with a uh, groin injury is Randall Cobb out two to four weeks. Uh, Sean puts in the show notes. I don't know why they have different timelines. Me neither. I have no idea. I um, so I wrote that and I still don't know why, like not for sure. But I think the reason Cobb has that timeline is because of the Packers buy this week. No, that doesn't make they, any fucking sense. I don't they didn't know. Put him on IR, did they? No. Maybe they're just like, <sighs> fuck it, he's old. <laughs> Groins take longer to heal when you're old. Yeah. He actually, yeah. he didn't tear it in the game. He just fucking strained it getting out of bed. <laughs> or poor Randall Cobb. Poor Randall Cobb. Aaron Rodgers dragged him from the retirement home to come play wide receiver again. <laughs> he was living in sunny Houston, just having grand old time. Poor fucking um, Cobb. <laughs> on tight ends, Darren Waller has a knee sprain, or just a generic knee in- injury. I guess it's not that clear. Consider week to week, probably going to be out next week. Um, and Dan Arnold has an MCL sprain out four to six weeks. This means he's out of fantasy relevance, unfortunately. Probably out of NFL relevance because Jaguars are not going to make the play. Um, it really sucks. Unfortunate. Because, like, <laughs> so everyone was like, he got traded to the, to the, to the Jags, right? And... Like, we had mentioned that, like, oh, you know, hey, like, the Jaguars are hard targeting their tight ends a lot. Mm -hmm. And we were like, but, I don't know, do we really want to trust him? And then he starts starts becoming relevant. Mm -hmm. And he has a good game against Seattle. And then he has a good game against Buffalo. And then going into week 10, you're like, do I start him against Indy? Yeah, maybe I start him against Indy. You you pick him up off the waiver wire and you start him and you're like, 14 points. Sick. I can trust him. (laughs) And then he goosed you. And then he put up 1.9 points in PPR. And then he died. (laughs) He fucking played us all, man. 
Oh my god. <laughs> we got jabated by Dan Arnold. Fucking so bad so bad, dude. <laughs> I I didn't realize it was that bad of a hook and hook and switch there. Mm-hmm. It was right wow. when you went. Yeah, I'll trust him. Yeah, this is it. This is the emergent tight end for the season. Mm-hmm. It fucking happened to me. I picked him up against San Fran. And I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm gonna start him. And thankfully I forgot to take him out of, or forgot to put him in my lineup. And I started <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. But he fucking goose. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me, dude? You weren't gonna start him over Hawkinson though. I, I right. was thinking about it, dude. Oof. Oh, I'm glad you forgot. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, Jalen Hurts hurts his ankle. Questionable for week thirteen. Um You delivered that wrong. <laughs> it's Jalen Hurts his ankle. <laughs> uh, uh this is this sucks because Jalen Hurts has been such a consistent fantasy quarterback, but like he kind of had a really terrible week this week. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> right, he's your quarterback in, in our Yeah, and fucking DK Metcalf is my wide receiver too. Yikes. Now he's my wide receiver three because fucking <laughs> fuck you, dude. You're getting put under Waddle in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Who, who thought we'd be saying this at the beginning of the season? Like me, I did. No, not really. Not over fucking Mecca. <laughs> I think you might have said that, but you, you wouldn't like bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, I-, I will take the credit for it if it happens, but I will not <laughs> bet money on it. <laughs> I personally was was bearish on Metcalf. Uh, I had no idea why he was being drafted in the in the first round, bot, or top of the second. Um, I didn't think it would be this bad. I didn't think Seattle would completely implode. Um, but yeah, and I was bullish on Tyler Lockett. So like, egg on my face still. I actually um, think Lockett's been more relevant than him recently. Has he? I don't. I feel like I haven't heard a peep about him. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Other than that, he's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's fair. People have been saying he's very disappointing this year. Right. Right after a contract. This this is kind of what sucks about fantasy, right? Like, all the signals can be there, but it just doesn't happen. Nope. Because of some factor that you can't really foresee. Like, fucking he had Russell Wilson tearing his tendon in his finger. Right. Pop. Because he had really consistent targets last season. Um, so we thought he'd regress to the mean there. Uh, he'd keep the targets and he regressed to the mean. He just signed a contract. Um, despite his age, he signed a three-year contract. And he, the Seahawks are really powerful offense. Like, the, what more do you need to, to value a guy? Uh, and then, like you said, Mr. Unlimited. Has actually been all. very limited. <laughs> recently okay let's move on to the week 13 matchups uh starting with the cowboys at the saints on thursday night football both of which played on thanksgiving this past week um oh yeah the cow right the cowboys are still without amari cooper um and Actually, i believe it sounds like he might play really mm-hmm did he i you know this covid timeline thing doesn't make much sense to me because i feel like it's not if it's like a two-week uh quarantine period shouldn't they miss two games 
So I don't quite understand. So he actually he already has missed two games. Um. Oh, I see. It okay. just doesn't feel like it because they played on Thursday, but mm. he missed the um Chiefs game uh on that Sunday, and then also missed the Thanksgiving game four or five days later. Mm-hmm. Um, but the COVID timeline thing is really weird because it's 10 days and then like you can come back even if you're still testing positive and sick. Really? Yeah. So like he's just back now despite still being symptomatic. That's crazy. And I'm pretty sure still testing positive, but they're like, no, nah, fuck it. 10 days. <laughs> Why it not? Makes no sense. That makes no sense. So he wow. will be activated, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. And uh CD Lamb apparently is back from his concussion. Um, so that's that's nice. That definitely um gives him a full receiving core again. Cedric Wilson, you know, contrary to, to all logic and reason, had a great game um on Thanksgiving. Wait, did he really? And yeah, he had a decent game, yeah. Didn't we, and so did, didn't we literally say, like, using logic and reason, he'll be good? No, no, that was Michael Gallup. Because Michael Gallup's more talented. No, didn't but we like, say Cedric? Yeah, no, we made that joke last week. I remember that. Hold on. Yeah, no, I know. But the joke was that, like, it shouldn't, Cedric Wilson shouldn't be good because he's not as talented, but he will be because that's just how fantasy football works. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Michael Gallup had a good game, too. Um, eight for one oh six, and Cedric Wilson, I believe, had slightly more. Uh, seven for one oh four. Yeah, slightly less. Um, also, he spells his name Cedric with a K at the end. C e d r i c k. Hmm. First time I've seen that. First it's time I've like, seen that. It's like said Rick. <laughs> said rick imagine that's how he like pronounces it someone's like cedric and he's like no it's said rick and they're like oh like rick and he's like no it's said rick and they're like yeah so it's said like rick no it's said rick god damn it every time i just got it i just got it it's like okay rick whatever you say yeah man <laughs> whatever you say rick wilson with another touchdown I said, Rick. <laughs> uh, so they both got they both got a decent, well, mm. a decent amount of targets. Uh, Cedric got ten. Michael Gallup got eight. With CD back, I imagine the other shoe drops for one of these guys, right? Um, Dalton Schultz instantly also had a great game. Um. And it seems like it, the the Cowboys can consistently support three people, mm-hmm. um, and with with CD coming back, who do you think gets the boot? If if CD and Cooper both play, uh, it will be Cooper, CD, and Schultz. Yeah. Um, if CD comes back and Cooper doesn't, it'll be CD, Schultz, and Gallup. Okay. Although I think it's a 50 50. Yeah, that's kind of the thing is like it could be Gallup, but Cedric Wilson gets like these games where it's just like, why was he so involved? 
<laughs> You're like, this guy's like the fifth guy on your depth chart, and he has like eight targets. And you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, he consistently gets like one to four targets. And then week six, he gets seven. Week 11, he gets seven. And then week 12, he got 10. Yeah. And you're like, what the, what the, like, you know who else? Noah Brown. Who's Noah Brown? Exactly. He had nine fucking <laughs> targets last week, though. Noah Brown. Yeah. He's this guy who, like, once. Oh, he's on the Cowboys. Yeah. And once a game, I'll see someone make a catch, and I'm like, damn, that was a nice catch. And it'll be number 85. And I'm like, oh, he's a tight end. And then it's like, oh, no, he's actually just an enormous wide receiver. <laughs> and like a 6'2", 225. Yeah. Big. And he looks like a tight end out there. Like he, he has that like build. And then like last week, he has nine targets. Right. And it's like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> Strange, this Cowboys offense. Yeah, it is. Uh, on the Saints side, I guess uh, for now, Michael Thomas is not coming back because Rip. <laughs> Sean, I think you may have dunked on him a little too hard, broke his spirit there. Oh, um, is Slant Boy going to run another slant? <laughs> you're supposed to imagine the, the it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme where they're like in the top hats making fun of the rich guy or whatever. <laughs> I see. I see. The memes don't work in audio form. <laughs> some memes do. Some, some. Um, uh, Alvin Alvin Kamara is still Alvin Kamara. He's he's got this injury tag on him. Um, he's questionable for week thirteen with a knee. He's limited in practice on Wednesday. Um, I he I mean he played last week. Right. So. Oh, he didn't. Sorry. No, I mean, he he didn't play last week, so I highly doubt he plays this week either, um, especially if he's limited in practice still. Um, I, I definitely want to see like a full practice. If he if it's Thursday for you guys when you're listening to this or Friday and he gets a full practice in, I think it'll be a really good sign for Kamara. Other than that, uh, do we like anyone on on the Saints? How do you feel about Taysom Hill? I mean, he's going to be starting. So he does have a safe rushing. Him. Yeah, he's a safe rushing floor, I feel like. Um, it's just it's really tough. And they're, they're playing against the Cowboys. They have a chance of because he's not a great passer and they have a chance of needing to pass to catch up. And I think they'll just fall on their fall flat on their face in that. I do. I do think that um, I do think that the Dallas defense could be a good start against Taysom Hill. Not mm. because I think Taysom Hill is like bad because Taysom Hill has actually been a pretty good starter. Um, mm. But because I think he's the exact kind of quarterback that Trayvon Diggs can get like two picks off of. Man, that guy's so good. And yet, so bad. <laughs> what do you mean? He's he's like, it's so fucking weird, dude. If you see his stats, he's he's so fucking dichotomous. Um, let me see if I can pull pull him up. Um, okay. So, Trayvon Diggs leads the leagues in intercept. This was from a month ago, so this this might not be as accurate. But at the time. Trayvon Diggs yeah. leads the league in interceptions. 
also leads all cornerbacks in penalties and has allowed the fourth, fourth most yards. Wow. He's like Real boom, boom, bust quarterback there. Yeah, it's really weird. You're either getting a 20, pa- 20 yard pass on him or you're getting picked. <laughs> I think Man. it's because I, I think it's because he plays very aggressively and yeah. he jumps a lot of routes um, and he'll just commit. So he'll commit and he'll get a pick and then he'll commit and he gets wrong. And boom, you get a big play. Fair enough. And I mean, uh, Dan Quinn has been designing this defense pretty well. So um, it's it's it lets him do stuff like that. Right. Let's him take risks, lay a solid foundation. Yeah. Um, Okay, so on to the Sunday games. The New York Giants are playing at the Miami Dolphins. Um, Two kind of lackluster teams. But the bright spot here for me is Jalen Waddle, who has. Uh, we touched on him a little earlier. He's become a real like every week starter at this point. Um, Sean definitely saw it coming at uh, like way before the season started. I definitely bought in very early, thanks to Sean. And this is, I it it makes no sense to me why this was not the most widely predicted like best rookie wide receiver coming out of this draft class. Um because he clearly was the most talented of of anyone uh coming out of college so this doesn't for me this doesn't shock me at all but Jalen Waddle builds has been building a really good rapport with Tua and he's just been killing it uh despite how good or bad the Dolphins so Sean yeah I think it's official that you have made this call like you have successfully made this call I guess uh what would you like to do a victory speech here? What would you like to say to the people? You know, I'd really like to thank my mom and my dad. Um, uh-huh. But most of all, I'd like to thank my producer, Mr. Jalen Waddle himself, <laughs> uh, as in my fantasy points producer, Jalen Waddle. <laughs> um, no, I mean, this is this is exactly what I was hoping for with Waddle. Um I, you know, I was like, listen, this is Tua was all right. So I was higher on Tua than a lot of people. I really, really like Tua. Right. I just, Mm -hmm. I love watching him play. So I had faith in Tua. And I also was just like Tua and him played in college. That connection's already there. And like, I feel like no one remembers the fact that Jalen Waddle was on pace to have a better season than Devonta Smith's Heisman winning season ended up being. Waddle was fucking destroying that season until he got injured. And mm-hmm. he's healthy. He's he's showing how much of a beast he is. But the thing that's really made this a successful call, which I would not have predicted, was the sheer amount of targets he's getting. He's getting right. fucking so many targets. Because um, I don't know if anyone, everyone remembers, but Will Fuller is on this team. Um, is he? Will Fuller was like the hyped. Uh, he was the hyped wide receiver coming in. They they traded for him, um, and I, I was pretty sure that like Will Fuller, he's the vet. He's still pretty young. He's very talented. He's going to get the job. 
um, he's going to get all these targets that ended up going to Waddle. Um, so that part, I, I definitely didn't see. So I am looking really quick at... All right, so Waddle is currently seventh in the place. Or... <laughs> what just happened? Seventh in the place. <laughs> Which place, Sean? <laughs> the wide receiver target rankings. Okay. Um. Wow, holy shit. So Waddle is currently in seventh place uh, amongst wide receivers for targets. He's behind Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams. DJ Moore and Deontay Johnson. Six guys that I think coming into this season, we all would have predicted would be up here. Jalen Waddell is at 103 targets on the season. Yep. And the next closest rookie is Jamar Chase with 82 targets. Yes. 21 more targets than the next highest rookie wide receiver. Um, And the, the connection with I, you know, so this is this is a good point I didn't even think of. I, I totally forgot that there was a Tua Waddle connection. Mm-hmm. Um, because Tua has been hurt and Waddle has been hurt, and I just totally forgot. Um so that's yeah, that's definitely it's we definitely should have been thinking about that more than the, the Burrow Chase connection, you know? No, I mean the Burrow Chase connection was just as relevant, right? Yeah, I guess because they won. Yeah. Still, this one I, t- I just totally forgot about. Yeah. Uh, Waddle will definitely be interesting to uh, predict in next. Um, part of me feels like he's still going to be undervalued. I completely like, I agree. S- I, I can see him in like the fourth round, maybe all the way down to the sixth round. Mm-hmm. Because people Probably will more be like, like the sixth round. Uh, still the Dolphins. <laughs> they can't be that good. And it's like They're the Dolphins. Who fucking cares? He's getting like goddamn 13 targets a week, it feels like. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> and the New York Giants are the New York Giants. Moving on. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, um, I mean, is there anyone relevant on this team besides Saquon Barkley? Even Saquon. like Yeah, even Saquon's been kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, this, it, it, this has not been working for New York. It was really unfortunate for, for Saquon. Kenny Galladay and all these really talented people on there. Do you blow it? Do you blow it up if you're the Giants this offseason? If you're Dave Gettleman, you just I, blow it all up? I don't know. I so the thing is, is I feel like if it's gonna get blown up, Dave's out the fucking door. Um and they bring someone yeah. in and they just go, you know what? Just please give us some amount of hope. <laughs> um I really, really don't know what they're gonna do. The team is just, I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel like they've been the team where every off season, everyone's like, no, they did their off season, right? They did it well. This should be their year. But like three years in a row now, which I really don't get. Um, Cause like this off season, I was like, okay, so they're bringing in, they have, uh, I would say a failed Panthers GM. Um, they have, uh, which don't get me wrong, David Gettleman did get us out of a, a tight cap space problem, but like every single first round pick under his regime busted, uh, except for McCaffrey. Uh, they're bringing in the Patriots wide receiver coach as head coach. 
Uh, and they managed Joe to sign. Judge was? Yeah, he was a Patriots wide receiver coach. Oh. Like last season. Not like he was that at one point he moved up. No, last season he was a wide receiver coach. Oh. Right. Uh, and, and they signed Kenny Galladay and spent a lot of money on him. That was like the only bright spot. Uh, uh, and your quarterback is like the biggest reach of all time in the draft. Oh, I, I, I didn't get it. I, I don't entirely get it myself, but I guess the reason they did it is because they expected him to get picked. Right. That's like the story, I guess. (laughs) The whole, right. I uh, look, I get it. I, I get why they had to make that pick, but it's like the optics. It just puts you in, under so much pressure. Um, and I didn't like any of their moves this offseason, really, except Galladay. Um, he's been too injury prone. Does he do anything for them? Um, but, you know, we'll talk a lot about this in the offseason. Uh, next matchup, we have the Colts at the Texans. Jonathan Taylor is becoming. Oh, I really I'm sorry. I really want to jump yeah. in really quick. And just say one last thing about the Giants. Yeah. I think if you got the balls, you can start Kadarius Tony this week if he's healthy. And the reason I'm going to say that, because I'm sure everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is because his 13 target 10 catch for 189 yards game came in week five against Dallas with Mike Glennon as the quarterback. And Mike Glennon will be their quarterback this week. So Mm. I kind of feel like he's just going to fucking hyper target Tony. He might. I don't know. You can start him if you feel like it. I I don't know if I'm going to start him, but it's worth considering, at least if you're in a situation where you need to consider that. Yeah, definitely takes. uh, So the Colts at the Texans. Um, let's talk about Texans real quick. They all suck. Yep. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Uh, the Colts also all suck except Taylor. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But this week uh, probably. Yeah. Michael Michael Pittman has been kind of disappointing lately. Not saying this is uh, this doesn't make me lose any confidence on his career, but it's been it's been kind of rough having the Pittman. Just very up and down. In the past three games, he's done not much. He had 10 targets last week uh, and only caught four of them for 50. You love to see the targets, but eh. Honestly, I really think it's just a matter of like, and this is the reason why I think I wouldn't start him this week. They just haven't needed to throw, you know, like. Right. Jonathan Taylor's just been like, yeah, just fucking hand me the ball every play. Yeah. And it's worked for them, (laughs) you know, like. Yeah. So I think, I think I personally wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting Carson Wentz or Michael Pittman this week. However, you know who's starting this week, right? You need to start him this week. I'm going to in Dynasty. Uh, Mo Alley? Nope. <laughs> Zach Pascal? Nope. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. Right, T.Y. Houston. T.Y. Houston, man. <laughs> I fucking right. put his ass right in my lineup. I was like, this is why I drafted you this week in my dynasty startup, because I know two games a year <laughs> I'm going to get a fucking phenomenal <laughs> performance. <laughs> uh, did he, has he played Houston yet? Yeah, four for 80. 
and and left at the half i'm pretty sure right 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 he's healthy again back in houston man this guy just he has some dirt on someone in houston i'm sure <laughs> they just I let did. him go off maybe it's like when he's in houston he lines up perfectly with like saturn and jupiter or something i don't know <laughs> oh my god it's... that's that's crazy maybe maybe he's doing it for the meme you know what i mean like he he doesn't go 100% cuz he's he's older now um and he's like man i got to conserve my energy but i like i still want to go off sometimes so yeah, he's got a calendar and the schedule and those two fucking yeah. games are just circled <laughs> i think last year he had houston like not back to back but like he had houston one other game and then houston again and he dominated in both the houston games mm -hmm. and not the game in between <laughs> yep it was pretty oh, ridiculous man. last year look we're we're not about a lot of narrative and and whatever on on this on this show but like when you've been doing it for your entire career and it's just one team it's hard to it's hard to bet against it it's like know? Derek anderson man right the buck fucker yeah it's like <laughs> at some point you just gotta be like i this guy goes fucking super saiyan against this team <laughs> he just I, fucking uh, hates the texans i uh i i was a panthers fan back when it was cam newton and then Derek anderson as backup and cam New this was during the the super bowl year for the panthers um and cam got in a truck accident left unscathed because he um, but they were still like, maybe you shouldn't play. So Derek Anderson was trotting out the field, uh, but they were playing the Bucks. Now the Bucks didn't have Tom Brady; uh, they were just very bad. But like, I had a friend <laughs> at the time who was like, "All right, this is the end of the undefeated streak, Richard." I'm like, eh. "He's like, he's like Derek Anderson sucks." And I'm like, "I agree," but you forget that he is the Buck fucker, um, and he's playing the Bucks. And I was texting him during the game as Derek Anderson threw touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. I'm like, Ryan, buckfucker. <laughs> Here he is, man. <laughs> um, okay. On to the next game. Vikings at Lions. NFC North showdown. Burm, burm, burm. Uh, Lions. Let's talk about the Lions. Do we like anyone on the lions besides hawk uh swift swift sounds like he's gonna be out for a while um so is it just hawk can you even count on hawk that much because like this offense is not gonna go anywhere um i think you can count on hawk because he's been super super reliable you know um and i think you can I feel about Jamal Williams. Yeah, I think you can start Jamal Williams pretty pretty faithfully. Okay. Um, he's just gonna get all the volume. Like they were already giving these guys a ton of volume despite like having maybe one lead all season. Mm hmm And now hey, Jamal Williams is just gonna get like seventy percent of the work. You're not worried about Jamar Jefferson? Not really. He'll he'll get work, you know, like they're not going to just go Jamal Williams. 
because they did they, that's how they run their backfield. They split it. But I'd rather go with Jamal Williams, who gets 70%, than take a glance at Jamar, who might get 30%, you know? Fair enough. Um, on the Vikings side, another great call by Sean early in the season. Adam Thielen has just been killing it. And for the exact reason you said, Sean, um, good in the red zone. He's fantastic. Yep. Um, He's unstoppable in the red zone. I don't know why. <laughs> But, and this this pair of receivers has been a bright spot for the Vikings, despite everyone else on their team lackluster and the team's performance being. Yeah, this team is so fucking weird because I feel like they've I feel like they've been capable of winning every single game and they've done well against strong opponents, but they just yeah, keep he- fucking shitting the bed. At, like at the end of the game, beat the Packers. They beat the Chargers. They almost uh, beat the, the Ravens, but right. Justin Tucker kicked a fucking sixty-six yarder. Yeah, like they they were tied, and then Justin Tucker won it with that. And like, yeah. pretty sure they were beating the shit out of the Baltimore Ravens all game. Yep. Then they lost to the Cowboys. They lost to the Niners. Lost to the Browns. Very inconsistent. Hopefully, I I feel like this is always the story with Minnesota. You can never get too comfortable with a good Minnesota team because they always find a way to let you down. Yeah, like all their losses this season have been one score losses. Right. And you better hope they don't make the playoffs because that's going to be another terribly disappointing loss. Yep. Where whatever it is, it's what was it last season? Oh, no, they they won on a miracle last or not last season. The year a few before. Well, yeah. ooh, when was that? The Diggs, the Diggs touchdown. That was two years ago now? Diggs, um, sideline, touchdown. When was that? Diggs, sideline. Touchdown! The Minnesota Miracle. 2018? So that was the 2017 season? Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was fucking um, four seasons ago? Yeah, it feels, it feels like yesterday. Oh my God. um okay not much to say else to say about this team don't play cook if he's not healthy uh madison you can play him you can slide him in and kirk cousins if you have to yeah kirk's been fine all year fine (laughs) he's actually like he's actually been like good he's had like a couple top like four performances this year but like he's fine you never want to start Kirk Cousins, you know, like, right. It's just how he is. Um, next game, the new, the Philadelphia, oh, this is a rough matchup. The Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. Uh, this, <laughs> Sean, I hope Sean, I hope you guys took Sean's advice and didn't watch the game, the Eagles game last week, because from the box score, it, it just seemed very bleh. Um, Jalen Hurts had a pretty terrible game. Devonta Smith, uh, Dallas Goddard really shit the bed, um, for fantasy. Uh, Miles Sanders might be hurt this game, so it's gonna be Jordan Howard and or Boston Scott. This could now they're playing the Jets, right? So like they could this could be a bounce back for the offense. Um, do you feel like do you are you confident starting Devonta Smith? Has last week kind of soured your your taste a little bit um 
Because for me, last week, kind of, I feel like I, I don't feel confident in any Eagles um, I, after next, last week. I get that. I definitely do. Um, But I'd confident, I, I guess maybe not confidently. I would still start Devonta Smith, if only because it's literally the Jets. Like, that's that's my reasoning for it. Um, As for Jalen Hurts, monitor him. He's got the injured ankle. I don't know. What do you think, Rich? I, I can't decide if I should start him despite the ankle injury this week. Because, like, to me, Hurts' value is in his rushing. And if he's got an ankle injury, he might not rush as much. I think if he's... It's because it's the Jets that I'm confident in this. I think if he's active, you start. Yeah. Um, Last week kind of sucked. But I wouldn't... It's in the middle of a really good fantasy still, so I, I wouldn't count on just one one data one piece of the data there. But you're right; it is it is kind of scary if it, if he's nursing an ankle injury and it's like kind of still hurting. Um, you wonder how much he's really going to want to run um, on that ankle. But I would I would just do it. I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers played with a broken toe and still still won, and even uh, got a rushing touchdown. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I would probably start Hertz. Um I my big question is like, do we like Devonta Smith next season? Um because I, I feel like Hertz is staying, right? Unless they really trade up for a quarterback again. because uh, the last time they did that it went really well. Yeah, oof. Um <laughs> and I, I get that Devonta Smith is talented and I was super hyped on him coming into the into the draft, but like he's on a pretty bad team now. And how much how much production can you really get? I um, if you're on this offense. I I think he'll just be better next season. Uh and it's like so obviously he'll have the, the year two bump, right? Like yep. yeah, you're just gonna be better in year two. I think the quarterback position will be more stable. If it is Hurts, he'll have more experience. And if it isn't Hurts, mm-hmm. it'll either be a rookie who they have faith in, or it'll be a veteran who they like more than Hurts. But the other thing is, um, and it's going to sound a little silly, but the team is going to get a lot better. Um, you think I do. And the reason I think this is because as it stands right now, the Eagles have the number nine, the number 10 and the number 14 overall pick of the 2022 NFL draft. Really? Yes. How do they get all those picks? Wentz? Uh, Carson Wentz and maybe just Carson Wentz. No, that's crazy. Maybe they traded down. Oh, you know what it was? So the Colts traded a second that could become a a first and yeah. will be becoming a first. Um but right. in the 2021 NFL draft, they uh-huh. the the Eagles traded um to move from hmm. Did they do that? Cowboys trade? No, they traded from six. So they had the sixth overall and they traded with 
the Eagles for number 12 and a Wait. first the next year. And then they traded the number 12 to Dallas to move up to number 10 to take Devonta Smith. Wait, you, uh, you confused me. You said they traded with the Eagles. Sorry, I meant Miami. Okay, so Philadelphia traded its first and fourth round selections of the 2021 NFL draft. Yeah. To, to Miami, Miami. In exchange for first and fourth round selections and a 2022 first. So, mm, I see. Yeah. They traded the sixth and 156 or 12 and 123 and a 2022 yep. first, which is just mm -hmm. a fucking steal. Um, yeah. And then Dallas traded right. number 10 to Philadelphia in exchange for a first and a third. And so as it stands right now, Philadelphia owns Miami and Indianapolis's picks and their own. And their own. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yes. That's really crazy. It really, really is. So it's all on Howie Roseman, I guess. Oof. Make it make it good. Make it good, Howie. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> he won't. And, and Miami got Jalen Waddle out of that deal. So, like, not bad for them. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on. The other side of the ball, the Jets. Uh, your boy, Ty Johnson. How did he do this week? Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's Kevin Coleman way, got... Way worse than I expected. Mm-hmm. Same. Kevin Coleman... Got um, got like way more fucking usage than he ever should in 2021, um, and also so did Austin Walter. Austin Walter, yeah, two first names. Yeah, he had <laughs> nine rushes, um, which he was had nine rushes. Yeah, which was three more than. Than Ty Johnson, so you know, fuck me, Austin I guess. Walt. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you, they listened. What this what this means is, don't fucking touch this backfield, and if you do, <laughs> tweet at me, and I will send you a fucking care package. Um, if you're gonna start anyone in this backfield right now, it's Tevin Coleman, and like probably two handles of whiskey. <laughs> now sean austin walter has been in the nfl uh for on many teams he's only been here two years he got drafted in 2019 okay or un he was undrafted in 2019 but he was on the niners he was on the giants then he was on the dallas renegades Ooh. xfl team i think yeah xfl team and he was on the niners last season as well now he's on the Jets. so this is a traveled man uh, and he's he's taken all his lessons and he's put it into these nine carries for 38 yards and one touchdown. Wait, he was on the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. So he he was on the same team as Dallas Renegades star quarterback Landry motherfucking Jones. <laughs> He was on the Renegades? Oh, my God. Oh, he was the star quarterback of the Renegades. Jesus. Yeah. Why do I remember this? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait. Because uh, it's Landry Jones. 
<laughs> who I would give, give my left fucking nut to have as our backup again. <laughs> please get rid of please get rid of Mason Rudolph. Who would have thought you'd be saying that? Oh. Uh, I uh we also have a backup from the XFL, Sean. PJ Walker. Ooh. The sensation of 2020 or 2019. Uh on the Houston Roughnecks. Oh, the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks. So guys, X- XFL, don't sleep on it. Even though it's it's gone now again. Yeah, it's like defunct, um, right? Again. Yeah, again. <laughs> Christ. After like two years. Oh Jesus. Or like one year. Um Okay. Let's move on to the Cardinals at the Bears. What a abysmal season for the Bears. Um, I think I've all just I've all but given up on on this season. It's not Justin Fields' season. Um, maybe he'll be better next year. Hopefully Matt Nagy's out of there by then. Um, and it seems like there's only there's only one person to start, and that's David Montgomery. Um Darnell Mooney? I I have a tough time trusting him. He's produced pretty well though recently. It's I mean, he's had three games in a row of over seventeen points in PPR at least. Yeah, in those games he had six targets. 16 targets and then eight targets 16 targets holy shit he must have had 12 catches (laughs) (laughs) almost he had five yeah which is almost 12 you just have to double it and then add some more (laughs) jason was saying this on the fantasy footballers like that week week 11 for darnell mooney if you take like his stat line which was five for 121 and one like that's a great stat line, mm-hmm. and you and then you take his targets. He got sixteen targets. Those are a lot of targets. That's great. But when you put them together, it's like, uh, yikes, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so eleven drops, yikes. Yeah, um, it's tough. And then on the Cardinal side, um, how are they looking health wise? Um. Everyone's dead, but Kyler might be coming back this week. So might Hopkins. Um, and James Conner's been a great start uh, while Chase Edmonds mm. has been dead. Yeah. I, I If Chase Edmonds come, comes back, do you think he still has any work available to him? I, I don't. I can't imagine they go to him. Um, I mean, he was productive this year, but... I feel like the team wants or will be willing to just utilize Connor. Um, I will say this. If he comes back and he starts, don't start him. Watch the game. Watch his utilization. Don't start him the week he returns. Just don't risk it. You're talking about Edmonds. Yeah. Just don't risk it. If Edmonds comes back, would you start Connor still? Yes, I would. Connor, um, Connor was great even with Edmonds there, so yeah. I, I have no fear for for Connor. Um, but I would not start Edmonds if he returns. Fair enough. Uh, the Chargers are playing at the Bengals. The Bengals are kind of they were on fire in the very beginning of the season, but they've kind of kind of slowed down a bit. Um, really uh, unflattering week last week for the Bengals. Um, yeah, you're talking about when the Bengals played, um, 
who was it? The uh, oh wait, the no, no, the no, Raiders, no. yeah, because they didn't. They had uh, a bye week last week, right? They didn't. Right, they had their they had their bye week last. Yeah, week. Yeah, they didn't play in week twelve. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ne- neither did the Steelers. The Steelers definitely didn't get blown out. No, they were like, no, guys, we need another week. And the NFL was like, all right, yeah, you got it. <laughs> um. So, it, it, despite them scoring 41 points, um, Sean doesn't remember, but they scored 20, 41 points. Despite that, it, it, it felt like a lackluster game for the Bengals fantasy-wise because T. Higgins was the one to get all the blow-up work there, which it was tough to predict. Um, you basically, if you started T. Higgins out of desperation, you were very happy. Um, and Jamar Chase let people down, 3 for 39, and no touchdowns. Um, and the rest went to Joe Mixon, who's been really, really stellar this year. So obviously Mixon is a start burrow and the receivers. I don't know how to feel about them, Sean. Um, have people figured out Jamar chase? No, or are teams just double teaming him? Um, how did the Steelers look against them? Were they, how did they, they managed to hold chase down apparently. Yeah, they, um, they were doubling him and. This is um, this is something that so Mike Tomlin had a quote last week, um, mm-hmm. which was about Jamar Chase, um, which I saw posted on the main NFL subreddit and decided I would, you know, argue with people about it. Um, but <laughs> people thought it was Tomlin taking a shot at Jamar Chase. Uh-huh. And it was the exact opposite. And the quote is this, uh, or I'll read you the tweet. Weeks one to seven, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase had eight for 354 on deep passes, eight receptions for 354 yards on deep passes, has zero deep catches since. Steelers Mike Tomlin says that's, quote, plays on tape. Talent recognized, adjustments made. Quote, seems like there's a young, talented wideout that takes the league by storm in September every year. People were like, oh, this is shade at Chase. It wasn't. It was Tomlin saying it, the league has recognized his talent and now they're respecting it. And yeah. so that's what the Steelers did. They saw the talent. They respected it. They double teamed him. That's what teams have started to do because those first few weeks, teams were like, yeah, he's a rookie. Right. And then by week, you know, seven, eight, you're sitting there going, all right, he's pretty good. <laughs> and so you change your defenses. You change your plans against the Bengals. You know, you yeah. you stop double covering T. Higgins, who you expect to be the wide receiver one, and you start double covering Jamar Chase, who's proven to be the wide receiver one. And I think that's that's what's happening in combined with Joe Mixon's just been fucking dominating and they just haven't needed to throw the ball as much as they did the first few weeks. Do you do you want to take credit for Joe Mixon here? For uh, the Joe Mixon call at the beginning of the season. You know, I've taken enough credit this episode, so yes, I'll take some more. Uh, <laughs> listen, Gosh. I mean, half the you, reason you've stuck by him. You know, you deserve how much? How much Joe Mixon do you have? Uh so I actually had Joe Mixon in only one league this year, and uh-huh. I traded him and Kenny Galladay. Uh, for Najee oh. Harris the week before Kenny Galladay got injured and hasn't played since. Honestly, not a bad trade. 
No, at the time it was a very like very even trade. It just yeah. hasn't worked out quite so even since. And even then, it's not really a bad trade by any means because Joe Mixon's been great. You know, like yeah. Najee has been really good in PPR, but like Mixon has been barely, barely not as good. You know. Well, props to you, Sean. You stuck by him through his through the good times and the bad, and your take has been rewarded. Listen, there's only so many times you can see a guy run all over your fucking team and and like <laughs> not just keep being like, no, he's good, guys. Trust me. <laughs> OK, on the other side, the charges. I mean, is there really anything to talk about about the Chargers? Start Eckler, start Keenan, start Mike Williams if you need a boom and Take a shot on one of their tight ends, Jared Cook, most likely. Kind of disappointing up and down season for Mike Williams, especially because if you've been a truther for Mike Williams, like his first four years in the NFL, uh, you were like, this is it. This is the season. Mike Williams is off to the races now. And then he like he's like, oh, wait, I'm a boom bust receiver. And then he just busts the whole like rest of the season. Um. And you're back to like, oh, I guess he is a boom bust receipt. Yeah, this has been a rough one. Yeah, I'll say this. If you traded Mike Williams after like week four for mm. like value, if if you were like, yeah, he's the number one wide receiver on the year in week, you know, in week three and like going into week four, you managed to trade him. Congrats. Nicely fucking done. Because you absolutely yeah. fucking won that trade by a landslide. I I always think in those cases, if you happen to hit gold there, I would definitely trade. Like in Mike for in Mike Williams' case, I would definitely have traded him after week four or week five. Especially after week five when he had thirty two points. Um because if you, you can at that point you can trade him for value, like true value. Like you can get you probably could have gotten Stefan Diggs. You know, you probably could have, maybe you could have gotten Tyree Kill. Like, you could have gotten value out of them. And even if Mike Williams does go off again, it doesn't matter. It, it turns out it was an even trade. Um, and unless your guy that you got busts, which if you're trading for that much value, hopefully you're picking someone who doesn't bust or has a lower chance of busting. Um, it, it it's always it's always worth it, and I think it's like one of the best cheat codes if you happen to strike gold early, um, because it you hedge, it you hedge majorly against situations like this where they don't, um, continue that streak. You know, yeah, this is probably the like the biggest um, example of that too. Is like yeah. this is someone who they came out. And he was dominating and, you know, all the hype was there. But as a fantasy player, you should have been like, uh, -uh not doing it, not doing it. <laughs> I've seen Mike Williams for years. This isn't going to keep going. I'm going to trade him for value right now while I can. And if you did that, you are getting massively paid off. And if you didn't do yeah. that, it feels a little bad, but like. It's totally understandable why you didn't, you know? Right, right. I tried to do that with Jamar Chase. Uh, he was hot, and someone offered me 
uh, Ridley for Chase. And I was like, deal, easy. Like, I could not hit that accept button quick enough. Uh, and now the eggs, the egg was on my face for a while, but now the egg is kind of on both of our faces. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> um, okay, moving on, the Bucks at the Falcons. Um, this is a divisional matchup, and it is Kyle Pitts versus the world. Um, oh no, but J- Cordero Patterson is back at it. Um, Cordero versus so- the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, disappointing season so far for Kyle Pitts. It's, uh, it's tough admitting that as a Kyle Pitts truther, but you, it's really hard to start as a tight end in the NFL. Um, unless you're Pat Frymuth or Evan Ingram. Uh, sorry for putting Frymuth in. Um, you know what? <laughs> I understand why, but it still was just, I only realized it after I said, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, there's not much else to be said. It's just Cordero Patterson. Yeah. And like, it is also Kyle Pitts because you just fucking probably have to keep rolling him out. Like I'm starting him week in and week out in dynasty. And the only re- the only week I haven't started him was his bye week. Like I'm and, just kind of forced to keep starting him. And Sean is 10 and two in that league. So he's a good luck charm. Start him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and on the Bucks side, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I mean, is we have to shout really out good. Leonard Fournette, right? Like, right? Jeez, Lombardi Lenny, Lombardi Lenny. Yeah, just a great week from Leonard Fournette. Um, he's, I mean, so he's showing why he was such a highly drafted running back now. Years after the yep. draft. Um, yep. So good timing for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, But no, like, he's really having an excellent season. Last week was fucking incredible. And uh, just props to him. Props to him for that. Do you think, and this is a conversation I want to have de- detail in the offseason, but Fournette started on the Jags, right? Um, Do you think if he was on a better team that he wouldn't have the narrative he does today? Like, do you think he would have just straight up lived up to fourth overall value if he was on a like a good team? Like, I don't know, the Packers. Um, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, we're seeing the talent here. And even back when he was with the Jags, um, you know, he he was productive. He was getting a fucking ton of work and yep. he might not have been like super flashy, but he had some crazy flashes. You know, he had, you know, 181 yard game in his rookie season. Right. Mm-hmm. And like rushing yards, not passing yards. And then his 2019 season, his, his uh, last year with the Jags, he had a hundred fucking targets. Really? Yeah. And like this year, he's got 62 targets. And yeah. so you're seeing him succeed in a team that's utilizing him really well. And I think had he gone to a better team that utilized him better and had a better team around him, he would have been the successful back then. Yeah. I really wonder like how much we're not taking into when we like, when we project these rookies for, um, like I, you know, Christian McCaffrey went to a pretty bad team. He's, he was really good. 
But I feel like more often than not, the team really brings someone down, even if they have insane, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Could be a reason. For sure. Speaking of the Jags, they're playing at the Rams. Oof. This is, uh, the Rams have been kind of on a, in a bit of a rough patch, and this is a perfect get right game. You know, just go, just, they're at home. Just wait for the Jags to come over. Dan Arnold list, Jamal Agnew list, Travis Etienne list, and, uh, just stomp all over them. Yeah, the Jags are going to win this game, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I sure hope they do. Me too. Oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> How, what a perfect capper to the craziness that is this season if the Jags win this game. Right? On the road, so many players injured. Against uh, the, the Rams who started off looking so good, but have just been in a fucking tailspin. Does Trevor, okay, if this, let's say they do that, they blow out the Rams by like 15 or more points. And it's like Trevor Lawrence has just some insane stat line, like 400 passing yards, three touchdowns. Do you think Trevor Lawrence automatically goes to the Hall of Fame right then and there? Um, if by the <laughs> Hall of Fame, you mean the Hall of Trevor, because they will name it after him. And when you arrive, they will just hand you a wig so you can have hair like him. Uh well, I hope it happens. That would watch be... watch them beat the Rams this week and then go into Tennessee and beat the Titans there too. Oh my god. And then imagine. lose back to back games against the Texans and Jets. Please. Please <laughs> let them go two and two the next four weeks, beating the Rams Titans and losing to the Texans Jets. That'd be amazing. I'd become like a a Loki Jags fan after that. I love teams like that. Dude, I listen. Spooky teams. That would be fucking wonderful. It'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, it'd just be nice for most for all the NFL except Rams fans. Yeah, I mean, dude, listen, like the Jags are a good team. Okay, they're 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 so close to being fucking incredible. All they need is a defense and an offense and some rule changes. <laughs> but that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's one of my favorite fucking lines in the good place oh that was from the good place uh, i thought that sounded familiar the jags suck no they don't all they need is a good offense and a good defense and some <laughs> rules changes <laughs> jason mendoza is my favorite favorite good place uh spoilers for those who haven't seen it all the way to the last season i loved when uh he was told that bortles is no longer on the jaguars yeah uh, and he was like, what? And then they told him Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. It's like, Foles! Foles! <laughs> oh, and Nick Foles just broke his collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Tough being a Jags fan. Boy, ain't it. Uh, the Rams, on the other hand, is not a tough team to be a fan of right now. Historically, they have been. Yeah, um, I think the last three weeks might be tough, but otherwise, good season for them. Yeah, it the targets have been kind of becoming more and more spread out on the Rams. Like it's less Cooper Cup oriented. Um, it's just more spread out. Cooper Cup does more with his targets. Um, but OBJ Van Jefferson is getting in the mix. Um, obviously Daryl Henderson is still relevant. So, um, 
between Van Jefferson, I know that I, I don't know if Sean actually talked about Van Jefferson on the waiver wire show, but I tried my best to, to get him to, um, and, uh, every fucking week with this guy. <laughs> do you like, do you like OBJ or Van Jefferson at all? Ah, oh, dude. This I, against the Jags. I, uh, I think I do. I think I'd start OBJ or Van Jefferson. I think I'd start OBJ. I don't think I would start Van Jefferson because he's the third option and it's a bad defense. Like, I think this will be a game where Jefferson just doesn't have to be utilized. So that's why I think think I would go OBJ here if I have to choose between the two of them. Don't you think that they'll just want to go? Yeah, and then they'll do that with Cooper Cup. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, the Washington football team playing at the Raiders. By the way, how how's the coin doing? Did they beat? Did the Raiders beat the Cowboys? They did. Oh my God, is the coin still a hundred percent on the season? Coin is still a hundred percent on the season. Are you kidding me? Nope. I made it my batshit prediction last week because of the coin. And did, it delivered. Did, does he post the predictions before week? Mm-hmm. Well, or the she, predictions have they? been made. They got made before the season. Oh. Oh, so you just did it all. Mm-hmm. You just flipped a coin 17 times in a row and recorded the results. Insane. All right. Any hot takes from the coin? All right. We'll talk about that at the end. <laughs> um, the football teams, they have two fantasy-relevant players and... Maybe Logan Thomas. Um, I started Logan Thomas this week. Didn't save me from from a loss, unfortunately. But I think it, it it's probably a symptom of he needs to get back in the offense um, and get get back in the swing. Well, he also um, he had a, he had a touchdown that got called back. Um, so yeah, he right. he would have been like he would have had a great. Uh, a great game but it just didn't quite happen you know so you still like logan thomas Mm -hmm. right yeah i think i do too um and mclaurin and gibson are pretty safe starts uh gibson gibson less so but i think now that he's it looks like he's feeling better uh, mckissick out definitely um and on the raiders side darren waller has been kind of and it's it's tough to trust anyone here, right? Yeah, I think you can trust Renfro. Um, yeah, and I really kind of that's all I want to start. You know, like <laughs> I don't want to have to start um, Foster Moreau if Darren Waller misses time. <laughs> I don't want to have to start. Brian Edwards or Deshaun Jackson. I just fucking Renfro and Jacobs. And yet somehow the Raiders will pull it out this week because the coin uh, says so. And the coin loves the Raiders. And the coin has them going 10 and seven, man. Yeah. Uh, so the Ravens are playing at the Steelers. This is the Ravens game, Sean. Um, divisional matchup of the century. Bum, bum, bum. Le- Lamar Jackson coming off his worst performance uh, in his career, I believe. And um, the Steelers are are hanging on there. 
uh, with Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris being kind of br- lone bright spots, and Pat Frymuth, of course. And Pat Frymuth. Uh, but Sean, what do you what do you think of the odds here for your for your Steelers? Uh, I guess we can also talk about the fans. Um, I I want to die. Um, no, uh, that 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 game last week was fucking pathetic. That was. That was probably the worst game I've seen this team put together in a long time. Um, Let's talk about the Bengals 41 Steelers game last week. No, I'm just talking about a game Matt and I played last week. Steelers didn't play last <laughs> week, remember? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, it was awful. Um, but there's really no, there's really no like moves to be made. Because you start Deontay Johnson and you start Najee Harris. And this week, start Pat Fryermuth. He's going against the Ravens. Been a great tight end matchup all year. Like, those are the guys. And that's it, man. Um, yep. I don't fucking know what this game is going to be like. It's Ravens-Steelers, so like... It's going to be like nine to 12, you know, like, <laughs> and it's just going to be, a, a, I don't know. I would start on the Raven side. I'd start Devonta Freeman and I'd start Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. I'm, yeah. I'm hesitant on Lamar Jackson this week. And the only reason I'm really? hesitant on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I am. But monitor the Steelers defense. Um, TJ Watt got placed on the COVID list this week, earlier this week. Um, Mm -hmm. And if he's out, I'm a lot happier to start Lamar. Um, Mm -hmm. But if he isn't, I, um, I, I don't know. You know, like, I think you have to start Lamar, but be prepared for a worse than average game because every game Lamar has played against the Steelers, he's put up really mediocre numbers. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I don't know why, but the team has done really well against Lamar. Um, 2018 was Lamar's rookie season and he had one attempt against the Steelers all season. Um, 2019, (laughs) He had, um, he didn't have a game under 21 points going into week five against Pittsburgh. He put up 14 and a half. Um, Mm. week 17, he didn't play Pittsburgh. He sat for that game. Um, week eight against Pittsburgh in 2020, put up 16.8 points. It was his, uh, actually he wasn't having great success there. And then week 12, he missed the game against Pittsburgh because he had COVID. Um, <laughs> so, like, he's only had a couple of games against Pittsburgh, but both times they've held him to under 20 fantasy points. Yeah. And they've actually had, um, I think, I think they've had, like, in those two games, they had... Ugh, Four turnovers in both of those games against uh, Lamar. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, 
the Niners are playing at the Seahawks. The Niners are kind of on a little bit of a win streak. Um, three wins in a row now. This could very easily make it four. And the Seahawks are spiraling. Yeah. Um, do you, let's start with the Seahawks. Do we like anyone? I mean, I guess you kind of have to start Metcalf and lock it, but I mean, Gerald Everett has has been having good games. Um, that is true. Because, like, I don't know. I guess Russ can only throw it so so much. You know, like, <laughs> I guess he's like, ow, my finger hurts. I got to throw short passes. Right. Um. So, I mean, if you're desperate, you can start Everett, but it doesn't feel good. And then, like you said, you kind of have to start locking Metcalf. And on the Niners side, it's Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel. We'll see about his status. Um, George Kittle had a disappointing week. He's not he's not been as reliable as before. Um, and Jimmy G obviously remains. He's able to support this cast, but um, that doesn't make him a good fellow. If Debo sits, do you start Brandon Ayuk? I think you have to. I think so, too. I think he's actually a good start if Debo sits. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen. I mean, if, if Debo... Both of them are still there for a couple of probably just yeah, they're the both Debo there. show. Unless Ayuk unless Debo's hurt. No. Yeah, they're both there for at least two more years, I believe. Okay, the Broncos, Sunday night football. Broncos are playing at the Chiefs. Um let's start with the Broncos side. All three receivers are long term receivers now. Cortland Sutton got a deal. Uh Jerry Judy's on uh, the rookie contract. Um and our boy Tim Patrick got a deal, so this is going to be it. Um, I think my favorite receiver here is actually Tim Patrick, just because of the reliable reliability. Um, and Judy and Sutton are are more shaky, which is something I didn't think I would be saying. Yeah, it's a little weird, isn't it? Mm. Um, it feels like it feels like Sutton is Sutton's done. Like it feels like you just can't start him. Right. Um, and Jerry Judy has been fine. He had a bad week last week and he's just been like, okay. But Tim Patrick has also been kind of bleh, you know, like two weeks in a row of under five points in PPR. I don't think you can start any of these guys. Um, really? Yeah. It just feels like not, not, confidently i think you can flex no, definitely not i think you can flex jerry judy because he's getting the most targets um yeah. but like i'm i'm not starting tim patrick and i'm not starting so and and it's mostly because this team just is running the ball they're really not throwing it to their wide receivers very much um, mm. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater had 18 attempts last week, you know? Um, yeah, fair enough. I would, I would still start Tim Patrick. Um, but I've just had to, it's basically because I've had to start him, um, <laughs> as a desperation play a lot this year and he's really come through. So I don't know. I feel, I feel safe with him, even though he's had disappointment. Okay. Uh, and, um, as for the running backs, Melvin Gordon, didn't practice on Wednesday with a shoulder slash hip injury, Vic Fangio. Um, 
So if Gordon is out here, is it the Javal Williams show or Javante Williams show? Can we finally see what this guy is made of with a backfield of his own? Yeah, I think if Javante or if Melvin Gordon is out, you can confidently start him. Um, I just don't expect Melvin Gordon to be out. He um, he did miss practice today, but it is Wednesday, which is typically the veterans veterans like rest day. Um, Mm -hmm. and he, he left this game on like maybe the third draw, like snap. Um, yeah, he got injured and he left and then he came back and had 17 attempts. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he gets 17 attempts after leaving the game early and then coming back for 15 attempts and then sits the next week. You know, I don't think that happens. Um, but if it does, yeah, Javante Williams is a great start. Okay. And on the Chiefs side, we say this every week, Kelsey, Mahomes, Hill, and Clyde? Clyde? <laughs> Clyde, question mark? Um, I think you start Clyde. Um, I don't First game think after the injury. Go ahead. First game after injury at 12 for 63. Uh, two passes for 13 yards. 14.6 total fantasy points, like, in half PPR. Not terrible, but not great. But he did look really good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I did watch it, and he looked he looked great. You know, he had that, that juice again. Um, so, yeah, last week, Clyde showed that, like, hey, I'm healthy. I'm here. I'm going to get the work. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy to start Clyde here. Um, the only consideration is like, do you start Daryl Williams? And I don't think so. He really didn't get much yeah, work at all. I don't think all. so either. Um, you know, he he came and he had five attempts and three targets. Um, versus Clyde's twelve attempts and two targets. So, you know, I'm I'm not starting Daryl Williams. Yeah, I mean either. Um, but I I do like your point about Clyde. I think he is worth the worth the start. Definitely, probably not in start your studs category anymore, but um, worth the start here. And finally, we have the Pats at the Bills. A pretty hype matchup, in my opinion. Pats are surging, and the Bills are, of course, a very good team. So, um, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Let's talk about them because as as you've said, Sean, and we've said on the show, the Bill Belichick method is to take away your number one option. So is the Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen connection just going to be gone? Um, I think it'll definitely be greatly impacted this week, but yeah. I don't think you can sit Stefan Diggs. You know, he is right in your start in the start your studs category. Um, I do think that. Dawson Knox will probably have a good week because he'll probably be like the red zone guy with Diggs yeah. kind of taken away almost. Um, mm-hmm. So, but like, you know, you're starting Diggs. You just, yeah, you can't you sit someone to. of his caliber. And honestly, like you're starting Diggs, Allen and Knox. I don't think we're starting anyone else, right? Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has kind of fallen off. Running backs. Nope. 
don't do, do it. What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> I uh don't think you start any of them. You know, yeah. like Zach Moss has had a. Oh, I didn't realize it was this bad, but a terrible last like month. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch last week. Yeah, and Matt Breida got the start over him, and Breida looked good. I think Breida probably has the most juice of any of these guys. Yeah, but like even then, he's just not going to get a ton of work. You know, he had eleven opportunities last game. Like, it's not an asset right. you can start. Not against yeah. the the stout Patriots defense. You know, I yeah, I completely agree. It's it's too risky. Um, Damian Harris. Let's move on to the Patriots. It seems like there's some predictability finally in in the on the Patriots. Um, Damian Harris seems to be the running back of choice, and Kendrick Bourne seems to be the wide receiver of choice. Um, Harris gets a lot of carries, a few targets here, and um, and Kendrick, while he doesn't get a lot of targets and he's doesn't have a huge snap percentage the targets he completes most of his targets um and he completes them for a lot of a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns um and mac jones has kind of risen as a good fantasy quarterback so what do you think of these three pieces sean and any other piece uh i think i agree with what you're saying except for that last line there um Mac Jones, I'm not sold on. You know, really? Yeah, I'm just not. Um, I I understand that he's looking good. He's looking very good for like real life football. But mm-hmm. I mean, his highest scoring game of the year is 22.2 points. He's just not someone I want to start, and especially not at this point in the season where I need to be making a playoff push and I need a quarterback that's getting me 25 or 30 points because the guys I'm going to be playing against are going to have those quarterbacks. And I don't want to be starting Mac Jones, especially against Buffalo. I realize they just lost Tredavious White, but this defense is still good. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm not confident in Jones at all. I understand he's had two good weeks in the last three weeks, but I'm not doing it against the bills. Not taking that gamble. Um, but yeah, so that's how I feel about Jones. As for Damian Harris, he's the guy he's proven it. He's getting the majority of the work. I know there was some debate about Ramondre Stevenson or him. I just, It's Harris, like he's firmly established. And while we've had two Ramondre games this year, it's mostly come at points where Damien's been injured or he's been out or he's been like returning from concussion. And so while I think Damien Harris's ceiling is capped because the Buffalo Bills defense is good, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I still think he'll put up a good game. And in a game like this one, I think Kendrick Bourne will be very necessary. And Kendrick right. Bourne has been good. Um, you know, I wanna I wanna give us 
a little bit of a pat on the back here. Um, we've talked about Kendrick Bourne on three waiver wire episodes in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how he's not at that rostered. Yeah, like we um, we were aware of this. We've been recommending him for three weeks, and yep. it feels good to finally have people saying like bringing his name up and recognizing him because he's been a good asset. Get this, he's still only 24% rostered in Yahoo and 15% rostered in Ian. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, But that's it for our fantasy content, and that leaves one last thing, which is the answer to the question from the beginning, Sean. You ready? All right. How many members does an average Pride of Lions have? I guessed 13. You guessed 50 with much 40, confidence. 40. 40. 40. With much confidence. Uh, so let's see. Ba -ba -da -ba. Da -da -da -da. You're not going to believe that. 13. It's 13. Fucking kill me. Really? <laughs> 13. Oh my God. Really? 13. Wow. wow. That was just a wild guess. Wow. I think you have to retire, Sean. I fucking might. You've gotten two <laughs> of these exact this year. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. Wow. You've gotten one exact, haven't you? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Not that I can Dang. recall. I think That's that ties game, us up, kid. though. On the season? I think Whew. that ties us up on the season. I did it. I did it, fam. Hey, look, I made it. <laughs> Five more weeks to go, so hopefully we don't tie again on one of them. Um, but that's it for us, folks. Um, have a great week 13 and we hope that you're in the playoff push if not use you're probably on the bubble because every league i'm in there's a huge playoff bubble between like second place and like 10th place so keep at it guys the waiver wire all these smart start sits that we're recommending it 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 really really helps so if you want to follow the show, you can follow us at footfuls pod on twitter. You can follow me at richard yan ff and you can follow sean at Aztecar, A-Z-T-E-K-A-R, on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Give us your feedback, good or bad. We'd be happy to listen. And uh, that's it for us. Any last words, Sean? Yeah, I have a uh, stat correction to make. That Ooh. actually puts you up a game on me, five to four. Hell yeah. So, so you better. Gonna have to bring the heat next week. Gotta bring the heat next week, Sean. Yeah, fuck. Study the encyclopedia. The encyclopedia. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week. See you Peace. next week. Peace.